0: Warm in here. <laughs> it is. We're a little bit of trouble with air conditioners. I grew up in a little church and there was a church, a house, and then the railroad tracks. <laughs> and we didn't have air conditioning. And sometimes the windows were open. And the uh, train would go by, the preacher would have to stop preaching because we couldn't hear couldn't hear him. But uh, tonight we're going to have uh, Pick Your Favorite Hymn Night. So uh, start thinking about one of your favorite hymns. And, uh, but there's a rule on that favorite hymn. We're just going to sing two verses of it. Because there will be several, probably picking just, just two verses of it. But first let's start out by singing Family of God. Nancy. Five five five. five five? Okay, what name? Name it first. Child of the King, King. a child of the King. Five five five. A child of the King, and uh, that's the wrong one. There's another one. Uh, My father is rich. Huh? There's another one. That's one once I was closed in the right. Of my... But this one is uh in our hymn book five fifty five, A Child of the King. of books, 555. And what verses do you want to sing? Two of them. Now pick out two. One and three, okay. 555.
1: 555.
0: Two verses. What two verses? First and last verse. Victory in Jesus. I love to proclaim it. What verses are you like in that one? So, pick two. Two and four. Okay, two and four, brother Thomas. <laughs> Redeemed and so
1: happy in Jesus. No language, my right. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. Verse 4, I know I shall see E
0: I guess. Uh, George. Yes. Freely, freely. Freely, freely. That's what page? 273. Freely, freely. What am I looking for? It's right up there on the screen. <laughs> what oh there's just two verses God forgave my sin
1: in Jesus name I've been pardoned.
0: The old rugged cross. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> <laughs> what verses were that? One and three. One and three. Okay. Good old song. Take two verses, one and three. Verses one and three at Calvary. Years
1: I spent i yeah.
0: day. What two verses you like? One and three, okay. One and three, day by day. This will be the last song. Day by day, and with each
1: trials here trusting in my father's winnings
0: a good song. Great words in that song. Just to set and to read some of these these hymns is good to do sometimes. Let's uh, let's give him a hand, Brother Thomas, for looking them up so quick, and the musicians to find. Them.
2: Good evening. But God. Whenever we think about saying, but God, so often we think about something being negative. But God, do you really want me to do that? But God, uh, I I don't know how. Uh, God, I'm not smart enough. When the Word of God talks about but God, particularly where we're looking tonight, it's not negative. It's a very positive thing. I ask you to look with me in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1. Well, we're going to look real close at verse 4 and through 10. In verse 1 it says, And you have made alive those who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all were once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. Now verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love which he has for us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace whom you have been saved and raised us up together and to made us set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the age to come we might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before, that we should walk, that we should walk in them. Folks, when we think about but God, it's saying in these two little words, one is a a conjunction, the other is a, a personal pronoun. And we think about, you know, totally there's only six letters there. But how powerful, how much it shows the glory of God when we think about this can happen only because of God. I want us to think just a moment as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, a church that was really overwhelmed with the power and the glory of God, yet they were they were living almost as as beggars in their spiritual lives. They had not stopped to realize what what God had prepared for them in saying, but God can only do this. And that's, that's what it's saying here when it says, but God. This is only done through, through the power and the presence of God. And Paul says to the church there in Ephesus, as we, as we look at this, he reminds them, of the riches in in heaven the spiritual riches in their in their heavenly bank account and i i sometimes think that we forget that god has prepared for us in heaven something that that we cannot even imagine much less understand within our worldly minds within the flesh it has to be in, in spirit and and paul reminds them he says listen first of all you're adopted Praise God, when you know Jesus Christ, you're adopted. You're a part of the family of God. Second of all, he says, you're accepted by God. And, And thirdly, you're redeemed. And fourthly, you're forgiven. And fifthly, you have the wisdom of God. And also, you have the inheritance of God. Now, he's speaking to the church there in Ephesus. And he's reminding them of how they're blessed. And he says, not only do you have the inheritance... But you're sealed by God the Holy Spirit if you're believers. We Where they have life and grace and the citizenship in heaven. And just to roll it all into saying one, one little word, we can just say, this is the spiritual inheritance that we have. And this is what Paul was trying to get over to the church there in Ephesus. And then he comes to this here in, verse, in chapter 2 and he says, Now listen, this all happened because of God. You didn't work for it. You didn't do anything for it. It's all because of God. And he says, listen, you were in death, in trespasses, you were bound for a devil's hell, but God intervened. And God came into your life. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have had God butt into your life? Yeah, I hope all of you have. I hope all of you, because if God hadn't butted into your life, you're not saved. I mean, that's just a a quip, maybe, but it's true. If God hadn't butted into your life, through the power of God the Holy Spirit, Quint touched your heart and realized that you needed to be saved. You were lost and bound for a devil's hell. If that hasn't happened tonight, I pray you will acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. But I feel like probably most all in this room tonight have been butted into their lives by God. He has intervened in your life. And at some point in time, you said, but God is working in my life. The problem we have today is we don't acknowledge that very much. We had rather wallow. We had rather say, Oh, woe is me. Or we had rather say, It's George's fault. Or it's St's fault. Or it's the preacher's fault that I'm who I am, where I am, and upset like I am. Folks, listen to what God says here. But God who is rich in mercy. But God is rich in His mercy. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, God demonstrated His love to us, toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You want to know how much His mercy and His love is for us? He sent His Son to die on Calvary's cross. Only God could do that. Only Christ Jesus was the perfect price, the sinless lamb to die for our sins, to fulfill what God said had to happen. Through that love, we were saved. Through that mercy, we were saved. And I know I I have people say to me from time to time, well, I'm saved and it's done. Well, God's riches go beyond salvation. God's riches, first of all, the first of all, we're saved. Second of all, the love of God is eternal. It's not just right now. It's not just for a, a, a short time. But it's eternal. It's throughout all creation. And then, God's love is sacrificial in Romans chapter 5 and 8. We know that it that Jesus died for us. And then, it, it's unconditional in Romans 8, 38, 39. It's unconditional. Our God's love for us, He doesn't say you have to go get better before you can get saved. I know you've heard it as I've heard it. People say, well, when I get better, whenever I quit doing such and such, or whenever I overcome this habit, I'll get saved. Listen, God's love is unconditional. His salvation is unconditional. The reason His salvation is unconditional is Jesus paid the total price. There's not one thing that Jesus didn't pay for on the cross. He paid the total price. So His love is unconditional. Not only is it unconditional, but it's also very personal. God doesn't just say, I love all y'all and that's it but He loves you directly. He loves you personally. He cares about you personally. If you don't look at that, John 15 and 9, and then He loves us effectually. And we know this by the little verse that we all learned when we were about this tall. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves us so much through His mercy. It's beyond our comprehension. And we say, but God, how could you love us so? But God, how could you send your Son for a sinner like me? But God, how, how can I ever repay you? You can never repay God It doesn't matter how hard we strive, how much good works we do, we can never, ever come to the point of repaying God. And it goes on there in verse 5, and it says, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He made us alive when we were dead. I I just stop and think. Spiritually, every person walking on the face of this earth is dead unless God has butted into their life. Every person. Nobody's been left out. Everybody inherited the sin nature from Adam and they're lost but God loved us so much and his mercy was so great that it says he has made it possible he's made us alive together now Gretzius he's made us alive with Christ can you imagine God looking at his son and when he looks at his son, he sees Don. He sees Margaret. He sees any that is born again, that is saved in Jesus Christ. He sees them. And it says, and he have us, he has us setting in heavenly places. In God's mind. Oh, this, this just tickles me to death. I mean, I can get on shouting ground when I get here. In God's eyes, I'm already there. I'm right there with Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Right now, in God's eyes. Because I've accepted Jesus. He says, listen, and He has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's nothing I've done. It's nothing you've done. It's all about what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. And our willingness to accept it. Are you willing to say, but God, interrupt my life. But God, step into my life and direct me the way You want me to go. Yes, I'm saved. Yes, I know Jesus. But yes, every day, I need to be reminded, as Paul was reminding the church of Ephesus of all the blessings, all the the events and things, in my heavenly account, that God's placed there just for me as a born-again believer. Tonight, I would say to each one of us, not just to you, but to each one of us, that we have to realize the fact that God is willing to forgive us. And that's what it's all about. Dr. MacArthur told a story in one of his sermons, and I'm going to use it tonight, to use it as an illustration. And it's not original with me, it's with Dr. MacArthur. And he said... One day, a gentleman, a man, was driving down the road carelessly. And as he drove down the the road, he hit a child with his car and killed the child. The man was arrested. He had to pay a fine. He was sentenced to a prison. And once he paid the fine, and once he served his term in prison, according to the law, he was a free man, even though he had been charged with manslaughter. But the only way that there could ever be a relationship, even though he had paid the price of his mishap, the only way there could be a relationship between that man and the parents that lost that child was for the parents to forgive him. It didn't matter how much he asked them to forgive him. It didn't matter how sorry he was. The only possible way there could be a relationship built was for the parents to forgive him. That's the way it works between us and God. The only way there can be a relationship between us and God is for us to ask God to forgive us for what we've done, our sins. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we're washed clean. But God, forgive me, so we build that relationship It is so important for us to realize that it's all up to God. It's not up to us as we serve Him. The importance here in verse 6 that I want us to see is we're risen together and we're made to sit in heavenly places with Christ that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. His kindness toward us. His forgiveness. God's forgiveness of our sin. God's forgiveness of our shortcomings. God's forgiveness of even our closed-mindedness to serving Him. We have got to come to that point that we acknowledge what God is doing for us. And only God can do it. For the grace you have been saved through faith. Through the grace of God. I can, uh, I can but think of all the things in the past in my life that I had to go before God and say, Lord God, forgive me. Forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me for my thoughts. Forgive me for not fulfilling and not carrying out what you've asked me to do. And God is faithful through the riches of his grace and love to forgive us. But only God can do that. Only God can bring us to that point. In verse 9 it says, Not of works, least anyone should boast. Well, just look how good I am. Look what I've accomplished. I was raised in a family that my grandpa was a preacher my daddy was a preacher my mama was a teacher and on and on and on and on look who I am folks listen God doesn't care about your heritage God only cares about your soul we need to have God to come into our lives and touch our so that we can be saved and in the same manner we need to tell the world about what God's done for us we need to tell the world that only God can make the difference for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works good works isn't going to get you to heaven But once you're saved, God expects you to do good works and to serve Him. And the best thing that we can do as far as good works is to tell somebody about the mercy and the grace and the love of God. But God is the only one that can change our lives. But God is the only one that keeps us from being negative. I wrote myself some notes here on this last part about me, what came to my mind. And I said, but God, I was lost. But God, I was trapped in darkness. But God, I was separated from you and I was on my way to hell. But God, you butted into my life. And I am no longer the person I was. I am now the person you desire me to be. But God, don't only butt into my life, but help me to lead others to come to you so you can butt into their lives. I really wonder if we are really desirous of sharing with others so God can enter into their lives. I pray, as I started out, God has butted into your life at some point in time. And I thank God for the fact that only God can do it. I don't care what people are saying today about there's all different kinds of ways to get to heaven. According to the word of God, there's only one way. And that's through God. Butting into your life and you acknowledging Jesus Christ as And if we take that one step further, the only way we can live a life that produces good works is for us to be led on a daily basis by God intervening in our lives every day through the power of God the Holy Spirit. We must, we must acknowledge the fact that our God is kind of like the ruler that had the servant that owed him a bunch of money. And God and the, and the ruler says, hey, just put him in debtor's prison and, and let him work out what he owes me. And the servant says, oh, Master, Master, please forgive me. I want to pay you. Please forgive me. Give me time. And the master looked at him and said, Your debt is forgiven. You see, that's what God does for us. Lord God, forgive me. And God says, Your sin debt is forgiven. But God, Only God can do it. So let's take a moment to praise His name and to say thank you God. Thank you God that you butted into our lives and intervened. Father, I do thank you and I praise you that you bless in such a mighty way. Father, I thank you that you do get involved in our lives. You intervene in them all all the time. And Lord God, it's up to us to respond to that. It's up to us to follow the leadership of God, the Holy Spirit. Now Father, as these your people, leave your house, give them safe passage home, and then give them a great week as they serve you as you set us out to do good works because you have forgiven us and our debt has been paid. Now, Lord God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Are there any announcements that need to be made tonight? I got up here without a bullet. I know that I need to remind the men that in our retreat on the 22nd and 23rd, that this Friday night, the 22nd, the meal, if you're not going on the bus or anything, if you're driving over, you need to be at the Steak Inn at 6 o'clock to to eat your steak, eat supper. They're at the Steak Inn just out of Sheldon. So be sure and make that note. We changed it from 7 to 6. To get it a little earlier for us old folks, because we have trouble eating real late. Any other announcements that needs to be made? How about GBS, Brother Harold? Okay, come and be be a part of that and and play bingo. And, and you don't even have to buy the cards. They're free. For sure. And uh, we just praise God for you being here. I pray that that we all remember that it's all up to God. It's all about Him. Any other word anywhere? Be sure and breathe in prayer for our students. They'll be going to uh, Camp Siloan Springs for a... A youth retreat on the same on the twenty second, twenty third, and and twenty fourth. Uh, while the men are having their retreat, the the students will be going to a camp meeting over in uh, Camp Solon Springs. Be in prayer for them as they go, for sure, and prepare. Any other word? Well, y'all are just not very talkative tonight. I think you're all tired and hot tonight. It's hot in here. We have to crank the air conditioners up or something. It's warm for sure, no doubt at all. Brother Tim dismisses now, brother.